That's the podcast coach for July 16th, 2022. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music. Hey, check the calendar. It is Saturday. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the school of podcasting.com, but that's not it. Uh, if you're watching this live, I just hit the wrong button. From the school of podcasting.com, uh, and uh, joining me is not Jim Collison, but from bigpodcast.com. Uh, I, the very first man to put me on the radio many moons ago. He's got a background in all sorts of marketing, music marketing. He's he's dabbled in fashion industry, and he's been uh, the author of many books. We're going to talk about these today. Of course, there's Big Podcast, and there's the new one, 101 Podcast Templates, and there's another one about publishing that I haven't got yet. Uh, it's the one and only David Hooper. David, how's it going, buddy? Dave, Dave. Well, fashion. Let, let me be clear about that. What I was doing, <laughs> I was working at an agent. We had Victoria's Secret was one of the clients. Uh, and my job was actually voiceover work for Victoria's Secret and other less Wexner companies. You know, you're from Ohio, from Columbus, Ohio was where it was. So, yeah, there was uh, definitely fashion going on, but this is on video. So it, it wasn't me. Uh, and this is video proof. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, Jim is out on special assignment or something for his job. He contacted me. He's like, oh, I'm not going to be there Saturday. And, you know, there are people that it's it's cool to have a David Hooper that, you know, or I've had Matthew Passy on that you're like, you know what? This guy can just jump in and, and go to town. Well, how great is it to have guests that know how to use a mic? That's the great advantage <laughs> of doing a podcast about podcasting. That is you don't true. have to explain things. You'd explain a little things to me. I don't normally do something like this. So this is new for me, but I'm... uh yeah. You know, I, I know enough to click on a link, which some people surprisingly don't. <laughs> no, they don't. It's like, yeah, that link, click on that. But uh, uh, do you have anything to drink by chance? You know, I've I've got something to drink, and this is funny because it is in a, uh, it's a, it's water, by the way. Okay. And it's in a Whataburger cup. Okay. Uh, Pedro Pena from My Stuttering Life is always teasing me about Whataburger. And we just had him in Nashville. He's like, man, I'm going to send you a, a Whataburger cup. I said, Pedro, I'm vegetarian. <laughs> uh, but he did it anyway. So I'd never go to Whataburger if I'm drinking uh, water out of a spicy right. Whataburger cup. Well, let, me, let me top you off here. And, and it's, it's a Yeti, by the way. Uh, <laughs> excellent. And that, uh, that pour is brought to you by our good friend Mark over at podcastbranding.co. I am uh, rebuilding part of the school of podcasting. And uh, every time I upload my logo, I'm like, oh, that was money so well spent. If you need a lead magnet, if you need a, you know, podcast artwork, if you need a whole new website, check it out. Podcastbranding.co. That's my buddy, Mark. He is not only a podcaster himself, he's an award-winning graphic artist. And what's different about Mark is besides the fact that he's super talented is he's going to sit down with you one-on-one really figure out what your podcast is about, kind of the vibe that you want to put out there into the world and make sure that your artwork or whatever it is he's doing matches what you're trying to do. So podcastbranding.co, go check out Mark, tell him that you heard about it on the Ask the Podcast Coach show, and he will definitely take care of you. This is so much better than some you know, weird guy on Fiverr. Check it out, podcastbranding.co. And last but not least, Dan over at Based on a True Story podcast. If you see a show like, I don't know, Elvis is out there now with uh, Tom Hanks. Uh, 
you know, Dan might actually go and watch that movie and come back and go, okay, here's the deal. It's based on a true story, but they never did this. They never did that. And oh, by the way, they did this and that. And so he gives you all the scoop on what actually is true when it comes to those movies that start off with based. That's the, (laughs) that's right. It's based on a true story. So check it out. Brings it down for you. Yeah. Dan, thanks for, uh, sponsoring the uh the mug there so we appreciate that it's funny i was we were talking beforehand and there have been i know there's podcast parties that seth reisler's has these little um it's to me it's like the hallway at podcast movement these little meetups and they have i've gone to one i think it had seven people i had another one there were about 30 uh and you were just win one from uh jason van orden held one um, I, I did that. I did the last podcast party too. Yeah, I think they're, uh, you know, it's, it's hit or miss just like any kind of podcasting conference, but it only takes one really good connection and one good conversation to change something for you. Yeah, I actually ended up getting a, a client out of one. I didn't really go in and, and that's the whole thing. I don't want to be that guy that's like, hey, it's all about me. It's all about me. Uh, yeah, and, then, and that's what a lot of them are, honestly. I mean, you got to be prepared for that. Yeah, I mean, you you want to have your your one liner, you're like, Hey, I'm Dave Jackson. I help people plan, launch and grow their podcast school of podcasting.com. But I don't want to like, just keep banging over people over the head with it. And, uh, that was enough to where somebody's like, Hey, do you think you could help me do blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yes, yes, I can. So that was, uh, and then I said, I guess you ran into somebody who did 300 episodes. Yeah. That was an interesting topic. I thought maybe in that, uh, he said, you know, if it was either guest or it was host. And it's sort mm-hmm. of a matchmaking thing. Or sometimes you're both. Like somebody like you or me, we're, we're both. And I was on there just to kind of get a vibe for it. And some guy said, yeah, I'm a guest. I've, I've done 300 interviews. And right there, I'm thinking, okay, wait a minute. I, I don't care what you're talking about. That's what I'm interested in. How did you do 300 interviews? How did you set them up? What was the return on investment? And it's kind of controversial because there were a lot of hosts in there. And there were a lot of other guests being like, dude, were you uh, particular at all? Did you just say yes to anything? Right. And there's something to be said for that too, Dave, because if you're getting clear on your message or getting great with working under pressure or tech, doing 300, there's nothing like doing 300 interviews and having a lot go wrong that prepare you for that thing that you want to go right. Oprah, (laughs) Joe Rogan, Howard Stern, whatever. I mean, you, you want to be prepared when you have a big opportunity. So there are advantages, but I thought it would be an interesting topic. Have you done... 300 interviews, do you think, on the uh, interviewee end? I don't know if I've hit 300, probably close to it. And I I run in, I have one right now that I'm just getting, my spider senses are tingling that like, okay, and the guy wants to interview me because I'm an author. And what was interesting, and this is one thing you've done really well, is when you search for an image of David Hooper, there is one. There's one image, yeah. it's black and white, you sitting on some steps. I don't know how people, I remember one guy took a still of a, like they stopped a video and my mouth is half open and they like took a screenshot of it. I was like, that's not really like, can you use my, my you know, well, I paid for it. I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you how to do that just before we, we dive too deep into it. I've got an asset page and I think that it's at bigpodcast.net, not.com, bigpodcast.net slash assets. And I've got it set up where you can download it in any size you need. You tell it the size and it makes you a custom size. I've got the logos there. I've got the podcast artwork there. I've got the book artwork there. It controls the message. And I think that's important because it's, it's, well, what you want to get out. I mean, th- that's what I thought. I, was I, I, I certainly don't want to screen cap from, th- from this interview here going out. This is not, <laughs> well, not good lighting. What was nice is he, we got it all scheduled and he's like, Hey, I've got your, he, I guess he builds a profile for each person on his, 
his website and I look at it and it even says, you know, Dave has blah, blah, blah. And yeah, so many downloads as of 2017. And then it lists a bunch of shows that I don't do anymore. And I was like, I, so yeah. I need to ask him, where did you get that information? Because unless he copied it from somebody else's website, I was like, yeah, well, this, you know, this is all about dating. Everything leaves a trace, though, Dave, because one of the issues that you, you mentioned a couple of the books that I've done, and I've got other books yeah. that I would rather not talk about. And I'm not embarrassed about them. I'm just not talking about them now. And I think it's one of those things. It's almost like <laughs> we're going to go behind the scenes. <laughs> we're not, we're not t- uh, connected to this call right before we went live. Dave is listening to this Canadian band called Triumph. I was like, is that Triumph? <laughs> it's almost like one of those old school bands. And, and I've got an issue with this because I interview a lot of bands. You know, um, Randy Bachman, uh, Neil Headley would appreciate that. I'm going to say his name right. But BTO, Bachman Turner Overdrive is the name you know. It, you're going to want to talk to him about taking care of business, but he wants to talk about the new stuff. Hmm. And balancing that out, I think it's an issue for anybody who's going to be on a podcast. And that would certainly be something you would run into if you're doing 300 episodes. That they're going to find I mean, somebody's going to go in and get your junior high photos and <laughs> school records. Well, the other thing I've run into, and I need to follow back with this one person, but it, it dawned on me about, it was a long interview and about, how, well, how long is long? I, we're like 45 minutes in of just like, since we hit like, yeah, we're starting now. Like there was like five, 10 minutes of cat talk, you know, you know, getting right. and then we started and it, we're like 40 minutes in and we're, I don't see any kind of wrap up coming anytime soon. And it dawns right. on me that really what this person wanted, because it was one of those people that like, we just interview interesting people. And I was, oh, yeah. and all of a sudden it dawned on me. I'm like, this is free consulting. Like this person really just wanted to like, how do I grow my podcast? And, and I'm not complaining. I was, you know, she was a, a great lady and we had fun, but it was just one of those where I was like, Hmm, you know, it's just, well, so. Um, it could be that, or it could be that somebody just thinks because they're involved that it's interesting. And I see a lot of that with the, Oh, I just talked to interesting people. Oh really? What makes it interesting? Why, why would I be interested in it? And we've got to think like that. We've got to think about our listeners and have a, a focused conversation. It's not even just a conversation. And people don't like to use the word interview. I don't know why. Yeah. But you, it does have to have a focused topic. Any conversation that you have is going to be focused. Yeah. There's uh, Eric Newsom in his book. He, he says, uh, if you're looking for a question, think about what is the one question that only the person in front of you can answer. So like right. for you, I might go like, you know, what was it like? This is like me bringing up taking care of business, but like, what was it like running a music <laughs> conference? Cause that's one of the things you did in your background, but you know, is there yeah. something that that person can only answer? And I think what I'm starting to see at times is I heard a podcast this week and it was a bunch of guys talking about old metal, you know, like 1980 stuff. And it's a great conversation and you're really into it because you're all about it. But you kind of forget that an audience is listening to this. And just because you That's find the it issue in- with a lot, was it multiple hosts? Yeah, it was a, what do you got? Five guys, one brain kind of. Yeah, but it, it was interesting. In fact, that it was uh, it's called Metal Mayhem. You're going to hear it on the, the podcast review show. And they did their homework and stuff like that. But really, if you think about like sports shows or anything where there's multiple hosts, usually it's a it's almost not so much a debate like a heated debate. But they and they even admitted they were saying, hey, because they did a, uh, like a replay of 1984. And they're like, in 1984, this album was released and then another big one was this album. And I said, you're, you're kind of giving me the, 
it was about as entertaining as a LinkedIn bio. Like it's, it's, it's just a list. It, it was just like. a list. I got like, tell me yeah. what was your, like, if you only had to pick one song from that album, what would it be and why? And then they can be like, what do you mean? It's gotta be, you know, free will burning. It can't be, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. Great album, by the way. Yeah. yeah. That was a fenders of the faith. by yeah. Judas Priest. <laughs> well, so, so here's, here's the thing. One, I, I think if you're going to do 300 shows, let's say as a guest, yeah. you, you got to bring the stories. You've got to, you've got to bring stories that are, you know, bring yourself into it. Don't just be like, and then this album was released and yeah. then this album was released. But the other thing that you've got to be good at, it's funny you mentioned the music conference. If you ask me about a music conference, I'm not going to necessarily hijack that in a bad way, but I'm going to be like Al Gore and I'm going to shift it around what I want. And if you think about this back when Al Gore was running for president or he was promoting his rec- his movie about uh, the, the environment, you could ask him a question. Hey, Al Gore, what about uh, PMRC with Tipper Gore? What was that like back in 1985? <laughs> so, well, you know, um, we really need to talk about the amount of vinyl that was released that year and what an environmental mess that it was, <laughs> which is why you're going to want to go see my movie. He'll he'll bring it back, back to whatever to he's doing. And I think you can do that skillfully while you're being nice to the host. But sometimes, with especially with 300 interviews, you're going to have to take control because, frankly, they're just enough podcast hosts who haven't done the work they haven't done their own 300 shows yeah and what i started doing because i used to say look i'll go on any show you know whatever it is you know I, how long I, did that last though a while it seems like a good idea okay because it, it seems like a good idea it, yeah and then i found out that in some cases you have the person that's gonna like i'm gonna wait until i get x amount of you know shows ready and then i'm gonna launch them all at once well, right. they never make it to like, I, yeah. I want to have 15 shows ready. Your show number seven, they make it to nine and quit. So it never yeah. even gets released. And then you have the person that I'm show number three, they get to seven. This is too much work and they quit. <laughs> yeah. So, that, well, well, okay. So, so that, that's a rule. Is that, is that your rule now? That my role is you got to have at least 10. Yeah. Because I just can't. And they've already, they already have to be out. Yeah. Cause yeah, exactly. Cause I used to literally spend, you know, when you do an interview, there's the, the pre-interview, there's the interview. And in some cases, the post interview is longer than the interview. Cause you're having a good time talking with somebody. And yeah. I, again, not yeah, well, that's the real time suck for me. That's where I get to where it's a, a lot of time invested on this. Yeah. So you, you look up and, and what was supposed to be a 20 minute interview took you through three hours. And I was like, I'm all right. I spent three hours and you know, it lasted, you know, a month and a half online and now it's gone. And, you know, right. so I just started saying, look, you got to have at least 10 unless I know you or something like well, that. Well, So it's funny you say that because Mark Decote mm-hmm. from podcastbranding.co, you mentioned him at the very top of the episode. I've done an interview with him. It was probably a month ago. It still has not been released. It has nothing to do with it not being released. It has to do with me getting ahead of time. Like I can get you in, but it's going to be a minute. And uh, that's another thing I think that people need to think about. If you're trying to hit the market right away, you're on the podcaster schedule. And the reality is sometimes stuff doesn't get released. And a lot of times stuff's going to be released two or three months later. Yeah, it gets kind of tricky sometimes, too. I have a an interview with uh, the guy from Stacking Benjamins. Um, yeah, Joe Saul Seahaw. But the other guy, uh, the real G. Yeah. And because he's got a book coming out and he's got a really interesting because of my podcast story, because he's a doctor. He was a uh, hospice doctor. And I'm like, oh, dude, I can't imagine. Oh, yeah. You know, just like, let me go to work and see who died today. I was like, how do you know? So but yeah. he but he turned into this financial guy. So there's kind of a cool story there. But he's got a book coming out in August. So I've been sitting on this interview for 
like a month and a half waiting for the the book to you know waiting for the book yeah, yeah. so which is cool it's given me time to really edit it and i've been playing with uh well the, and, the and he's having to plan ahead himself i would imagine because he wants to have enough media that it all hits in august at the same time yeah and you can't do it just because of what we're talking about delays from the podcaster or just your own time schedule yeah that's i'm, I'm gonna have to get him i just had joe saul see high and yeah uh, those guys are great they're doing something really amazing for uh well, you know, for a niche, it's very crowded. Well, how many podcasts do you have now? Because I know you, you started off with Red Podcast, then you had Big Podcast, and then you're you're doing a thing where you're kind of uh, summarizing what's in your newsletter. Is that part of Big Podcast, that, or is that a separate yeah, podcast? Yes, so I've got a podcast called Build a Big Podcast. It's about podcasting. Building an audience, really, is what it's about. And the, the newsletter issues are, are part of that feed. So I basically just add something to, so if you go to newsletter.bigpodcast.com, you'll see the written newsletter that goes out every week. But I've got an audio version of that because podcasters don't read. I found that out yeah. when I released that book. <laughs> yeah, I was, well, I was the guy that was complaining because I was listening to these episodes and I'd be like, hey, like, because I get it, you're you're driving people to your newsletter. But I was like, yeah, I'm not reading the newsletter. Like, where's the Where's the description in the show notes and things like that? So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, that's 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 a whole nother company. We can get into that. Yeah, because then the episode notes are something different than the newsletter. And the episode notes drive people to the newsletter. Anyway, yeah, yeah. It, it gets confusing. But but the number of podcasts... So I, I still do Music Business Radio, which is oh, technically... Yeah. It's, a, it's a broadcast show, and that goes to podcast. Build a Big Podcast is my other one. Red was retired about six months ago. It just got to be... It, you know... You'll you know this, Dave, because you started so many podcasts and and finished so many podcasts. There's just not enough time to do all of them. Yeah, and the one you start is different than the one you end up with. And Red, I had started with my wife, and it was actually her podcast. I just was hanging out. She's like, "Oh, you're on the radio. You know what you're doing." I'm like, "Okay, cool." So it was never really what I wanted to do, and never really what she wanted to do because it was a compromise. And then when she moved back into doing photography, she's like, I just, you know, I've got no need to do red. I, I kept it going solo for a while. Yeah. Because really, it, it's all about audience building for me. That's my thing. It's not podcasting per se. Podcasting is just the way we do it right now. Uh, but yeah, so it, I, I had to simplify. And I've got a daily thing that I just get behind the mic and just practice reading. It's a it's a sausage factory podcast. That's what I call this, where I read, <laughs> improvise, and think on my feet. And that's really preparing me for the real podcast for when I'm on the air or doing something like this. Well, DR says, I'm reading the newsletter. I'm also listening to the Build a Big Podcast show. And basically, I get so much info from both of them. So, yeah. How Thank you. Well, 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 I tried to do something different. So, I've got the, I've, it's almost like this one. Uh, ask a podcast coach or else what Ray does, Ray Ortega, yeah. where people bring in stories and you can comp, you can add to them. Yeah. Vamp off them a little bit. So we just ran out of, we used to have topics. It'd be like today we're going to talk about, you know, microphones and this week we're going to talk about book. And after a while we're like, okay, well we've, we've kind of hit all the, the top 25 and that's when we just started vamping on the news and things of that nature. So, but there's uh, only so much you can say. Yeah. Right. There really, there, there really is. But I, I think that's what separates like the journeyman podcaster like you compared to somebody who just got in. If you look at a brand new podcast consultant, for example, he'll say, plug a mic in. And, and Dave, you know, so much more. I, I went to Dave the other day. I said, I, I, I got a pod track P4 and I'm not hearing myself what's the deal and dave's like did you flip the switch to usb and it was a simple fix i was like oh seriously it, it the design didn't make sense to me 
Yeah. And uh, th- that's only somebody like you who's been through those 300 interviews, if you will, and, and made the mistakes yourself that could give that advice. I remember um, Matthew, not Matthew. Uh, yeah, Matthew Dix, the guy that wrote Storyworthy. And oh, yeah. He's when, got a new book out, too. Yeah. It's, uh, it's great. Yeah. And uh, I was I'd interviewed him and he's like, hey, like he goes, my wife and I do this. We can only hear ourselves out of one headphone speaker. And I go, oh, you're doing this on each side. Yeah. And I go, you've got the wrong plug. You need this and that. He's like, wow, you're like, he goes, that's it. I go, pull that out. Is there one or two rings on it or two or three rings? And he's like, two. And I go, yeah, you need one with three. And he goes, you're I think it was like, you're a ninja or something like that. I was like, ah, I just I've stubbed my toe on that one before. So. I mean, and that's the thing. We still make mistakes. I had the other day, I was plugging in a mic. I'd switched out interfaces. Focusrite had sent me a vocaster to yeah. test out. And I'd sw- I was switching it back, and my mic's not working all of a sudden. And what I later realized, what it was it was a ATR2100 that has the switch on it. Oh. My mic was off. But I never use a mic with a switch. Yeah. And it's I've been using AT mics specifically for 30 years. And uh, I, was like, Why did that? I thought it was broken. What did you think of the yeah. vocaster? I love it. I love those big ass knobs. Yeah. I love the auto gain. I, I mean, I'm using a, a Focusrite Scarlet that I'm talking into now, but when you compare it to something like the the, the P4, and I know you've got like the Roadcaster, the new Roadcaster, people overcomplicate things. And I love the simplicity of one big ass knob. Yeah. When do you want it louder or do you want it more quiet? Well, and that if I have somebody that's like, I need something that's easy. And they're doing yeah. interviews. I'm like, okay, here we're gonna go Vocaster. We're gonna go Squadcast. And while you do the interview, maybe throw it into Audacity or something. So you got two recordings going. Cause that's the only, that's my only biggest gripe is there's, you know, it's not a recorder, but I'm like, ah, there are ways to get two recordings going, um, you know, at the yeah, same time. I, I never used the, the reason that I have the PodTrack P4 was so I could tape phone calls mm-hmm. and go onto the SD card. But other than that, I never use it. And it's for some specific stuff that I'm working on. It was for a very specific project where I needed to, it's kind of incognito taping phone calls. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't want to make a big deal out of it and let people know that I'm taping. Well, I was which te- is legal in Tennessee, but by the way, <laughs> that's not legal elsewhere. Well, I was tempted because it runs on batteries. Uh, I live in Akron, Ohio. I've been trying to get a local Akron, Ohio podcast going, and I don't think I'm under curfew anymore. But we had a whole big, we had riots oh, yeah. and stuff, and that. And, and I was going to go downtown and interview some rioters. And then yeah. I, I thought, I'm a middle-aged white guy. I may not be, uh, you know, and things are, people are throwing bricks through windows. I'm like, maybe not. Uh, yeah, but dude, Dave, that's, that's so much fun though. Uh, I mean, obviously it's really dangerous. I went to a Trump rally and did that. And I was, I was, this was when, this was, I guess he was president, but he was still doing his rallies anyway. Right. And uh, it can be dangerous. I almost got crushed. I got a little too close to a wall. I didn't want to become crushed. Yeah, but um, yeah, but having some secret conversations. I mean, what great content is that? Um, that's, pro- that's pro- I probably wouldn't do anything where I could let anybody see a mic. Uh, yeah, well, that was the whole thing, and and the thing I always I forgot, and it's it makes kind of no sense is the fact that if you want to buy a short mic cable, they are three times as much as a twenty foot cable. Because I'm like, I just want like a three foot cable, so you know I'm not tripping over it. And I forget how much yeah. it was. And I was like, you know, a 20 foot cable was like 
seven bucks and a three foot cable was like, you know, almost 30. And I was like, wait, what? Is it volume? Why, why is that? Like I those don't, uh, monoprice ones? Is monoprice just cranking out a million 20 footers and, you know, 100,000 three footers? Um, it's a specialty product. There we go. I, I have a, we're going to get the, uh, the chat room involved here. Um, get them. Uh, somebody pick a number between one and 101. Oh boy. Cause I'm, I'm holding the 101 <laughs> podcast. Up with, yeah. All right. DR says 78. So I'm 78. now, so I'm now going to go find 78. There's 80. DR is working like the random number generator on Alexa. That's that it. All right. So 78 is there's 79. Um, and what's cool about, you know what this is? Can I say something that's a compliment that doesn't sound like a compliment? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this is a great bathroom book. And what I mean yeah. by it is I look at this and 78 is share your mistakes and it is, uh, roughly two pages. So you can sit down, do your business and learn a little podcast marketing, put a, uh, you know, your, your index card in here for your bookmark and, and you're, you're good to go. I remember, uh, I forget what I wrote one time and somebody, um, I'll, I'll keep it clean, but they, they just said, yeah, that's good poop and mute, uh, book. And I'm like, okay, thank you. You should have printed it on two ply day. <laughs> well, it's one of those things that it's also a good trainer, Dave, if you wanted to go through that, and this is what I suggest people use it for. You don't have to pick all of them when you're doing your own podcast, but yeah. you will be a better host at the end of this. If you start with one, go to way all the way to 101 and just try it. And nobody has ever has to hear it. Just record it and say, what would it be like if I were to do this kind of podcast? Yeah, I haven't read this cover to cover yet. I've kind of done what I'm doing here. And to me, it's a I love tools that help me brainstorm by myself. Right. Because you go, oh, this is cool. Oh, you know what else you could do with that? And that's kind of thing. So, yeah. um, uh, well, you know, what's surprising. Not to, I, I know I'm hijacking your interview. No, but this honestly, it, it kind of is like you talked about. It's almost like a long blog post. And mm. I spent so much time on the first book. It's funny because a lot of people really like this book. This one is just kind of like, yeah, you know, it's kind of like remnants. I'm just going to put this together. Uh, but I do think, honestly, to to actually put it to use and it's not just theory and not to go way deep and have you read like a 500 page book. This one is a whole lot more actionable. So I can see why people like it. And, and that's maybe a lesson in itself that sometimes the content we put out, what we think is going to work is the opposite <laughs> of what people actually connect with. Well, Template 78 is share your mistakes. So, uh, All right, let's do it. There, let's uh, do it. Let's bring, bring the chat room in this. <laughs> yeah. There's one way of sharing your mistakes, but you can take this as far as you want. A variation of this is to make a segment where you share something you've recently done wrong. For example, if you podcast about personal finance, you should, you could share how you screwed up your budget. If your podcast about relationships, you could share about how you got into a conflict with your spouse. Uh, and so, Dave, I'll let you explain. Why does that work? People want to connect with you as a host and as a person. The problem is, as a host, you look at Dave Jackson, you say, well, Dave's done 28,000 podcasts, <laughs> and uh, I can't possibly relate to him. But by telling that story, like I told a minute ago, like I left the, the on and off switch, that is like the most basic mistake you could make. And it still happens after working with microphones 30 years. I think it humanizes you, it connects you to somebody, and it makes it where you're approachable. And approachability is one of the best things that you can do. If you think about the celebrities that you love, the ones that we like are not the ones that we think we're going to get slapped in the face if we go up to them and ask for an autograph. So this helps with approachability. It helps, you, it helps humanize you. And it shows that you're like your audience, but at the same time, 
you're inspiring your audience because one, you got the guts to say something about it, but also you, you got over it. Yeah. The, uh, I, I just one time did it as like a joke. It'll be fun. And I, I put for lack of a better phrase bloopers at the end of my show. And I had somebody yeah. email me and they said, I'm so glad you did this because this whole time I thought you were, you know, basically this robot. Lost. Yeah. And I was like, no, not at all. I, I said, and those are just some of them. You know, I said, there are times my mouth just does not want to cooperate. I said, I know exactly what I'm going to say. I just can't get it out of my mouth. And they're like, oh, thank you so much for that. And so exactly that will, uh, you know, well, that happened with Casey Kasem. We've mm. all heard the Casey Kasem bloopers. Anybody in radio or podcasting where you're coming out of a death dedication, <laughs> this upbeat number that humanized him. It was also pretty raw at the time because we've got this classic voice that we've heard and we've, you know, we've only heard, we've only heard it in certain situations, right. but uh, it, it ended up helping him out. And really, I talk about that in the upcoming book about the, the great lessons from Casey Kasem. And he, he made a lot of mistakes in his career, but he also did a lot of things right. Yeah. Well, the, the next book are, is the new one out the, the launching your podcast the or planner. Yeah. The planner is supposed to be out in September supposed to be, but, kind of like those podcasts that <laughs> are supposed to be released. We'll see. Uh, we, definitely by October. You can, you can pre-order it now. Your, your, your new nickname is going to be David, the Stephen King of podcasting Hooper. Cause like uh, you guys don't realize this, but right now by the end of the show, Dave is going to have another book ready. He's like, where, where did you, <laughs> where did you find time to write all well, these? I have, I have the next 12 laid out actually. Speaking wow. Of the and the time is just, it's just, um, butt in chair. I'll call it like that. It's just sitting down to do it. I've got a lot of ideas, but it's it's putting them together. It's not any different than a podcast, honestly. Well, yeah. And but, so know. to that person, because I know a lot of people that want to write a book and, and uh, somebody was asking me about it. I said, my biggest thing was exactly what you just said, getting my butt in the chair. Because I, yeah. I could tell when I don't want to do something because I will end up in the kitchen for no apparent reason. Oh, dude, and, I start cleaning. My wife knows what she's, what are you, what are you procrastinating? Because, <laughs> uh, you know, the house looks great. The yard looks fantastic. <laughs> and, but once I sat down and started writing, then I ran into a different problem where now the creative juices are flowing and I'm looking up, I'm like, it's one thirty. I should probably go to bed, but I just want to keep going yeah. and going and going. Um, so is that I think it's hard, man. How do you get yourself in the no chair? Um, I do a thing. There's a thing called caveday.org, which is more or less it's a Pomodoro. So mm. it's uh, I'm not going to an office now or anything. I'm still concerned about, you know, COVID is still, still a thing. And, and I don't necessarily like people around, but I like having other people there. So basically what you do is on cave day, you get on at a certain time. There's other people that are on there and people watch you work. They take mm. a break every hour. Oh, and it's wow. basically the Pomodoro method. So you're working 45, 55 minutes or so, double Pomodoros. And you take about a five minute break and then you get back in the chair and you do it again. And I, with that said, Dave, I've only got maybe a good two or three hours of writing in me a day. That's on a good day. The most I've ever done is six. And Ooh. that's when the project is at the very beginning. And there's sometimes when I've got to step back and take a month or two off sometimes and not touch it because it, it's hard, man. You know, it's like there's, I don't know how to say it. It's like, uh, I think it'd be like doing a documentary maybe is the closest thing to podcasting. Sometimes you just get so overwhelmed with ideas and the pieces all have to fit together. 
And then we can talk about like the judgment that you get, like your two-ply toilet paper book that you released, Dave, whatever, <laughs> you know, there's, you're opening yourself up to comments and you're opening yourself, you, you want it to be good. But the reality is, is that it's just, it, you know, it is what it is. That's from my experience. Well, I've read uh, back when I was in the, the music scene, you had one about how to make X amount of money, $10,000, I think it was, and such and so such. it was a hundred thousand. I had a guy who yeah. hundred thousand. I was a co-author on it. Yeah. And then that was actually the, the review. Speaking of funny reviews, it's a joke, just like David Hooper himself, uh, which at the time, ah, geez. hurt. yeah, it was harsh. It's still up on Amazon, uh, but it, it hurt at the time. And now it's funny. I can pull it up and joke around about here and put it on my slides, but, but you remember it. That's the interesting thing. Yeah. Like now, now yeah, I think that might've been, been the first one, you know, but that's, oh. that's where I was though. I think it's like your first podcast. I had a funny meme the other day. If you're interested in some funny podcasting music, Big Podcast One is a username on Instagram. And it said, this is how my first podcast, this, whatever, this image looks like my first podcast sounded. And it kind of had a Napoleon Dynamite in like a karate uniform. It's like, you thought you were cool, but, (laughs) and that's kind of how the first book is. I, I think with our podcast or with any creative thing that we do, you've got to get in there and mess it up, man. There's no way around it. We all think we're going to be Casey Kasem, but Casey, Casey Kasem. Yeah. Uh, hey, put in the work. Coach David asked uh, us oh, a little bit ago because you brought up it was bigpodcast.net slash something to control I, your. your. I, I think it's assets, bigpodcast.net slash assets, A S S E T T S. Do you spell assets? I, basically, I've got a page that is only a. Uh, we'll call it approved images. And this is really nice. If you ever do any kind of like major media, like I know that with music business radio, we have to make sure that we've got clearance on the photos that we, yeah. that we have, but it also allows you, if I want a 500 by 500 image, I can get it from there. If I want a JPEG, it converts everything automatically and it's got the official logo. It's got, I mean, you could get really specific and say, I've got a specific blue for uh, podcast coach blue that I need uh, Dave Jackson only wants this blue. It can't be that blue. It needs to be this one. No, it's yeah. like Facebook blue. So you can get real specific about how you want to come off as. And I, I think that's important if you're, if you can control stuff and make it easier for people, that can be really handy. But you could do this on your own. You could just basically have a official photos page, almost like I had a, it still might still be up there. It's interviewdavid.com for people who wanted to interview me. I think I, I removed, I don't think it's active right now. But it has everything you need to know about yeah. interviewing me. Well, I know I just created, um, I've had it, but I made a, a pretty link for it. Uh, I think it's schoolofpodcasting.com slash press kit. And there's a, P- yeah, yeah. there's a PDF of my bio, my headshots, logos. It's a folder, uh, basically. So, okay. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because on the assets page, I've got uh, basically bullet points. Like if you get lost, here's some things that you can ask me. Here's my oh, nice. three sentence introduction. Here's the full intro. Here's the bio. Yeah, all that stuff is fantastic because a lot of times people do not do their research and the issue that you would have, Dave, or I would have would be like, well, David Hooper, he wrote a book called $100,000 Musician and here we are, we're going to talk about music. I was like, oh God, I, I've been in situations like that. It's like, I, I don't want to talk about music anymore. Right. I want to talk about podcasting and some general stuff, but they find something that was from 1995 on the internet and they still think I'm doing it. <laughs> well, I always love when they go, what would you like to talk about? And I'm like, you asked me, like, what, what do you want to talk about? But yeah, this My is. My blood pressure is getting higher right now from you saying that, Dave. Yeah. Well, 
when, when you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash press kit, you'll see there's uh, my bio, which is just exactly what Dave said. You've got my short bio, my long bio, except it's making me download the PDF. A um, couple of headshots. Well, give, it gives specific questions and also bullet points. Yeah. Like I had some stuff like one of the things that I've done that I can bring back to podcasting is you know, I work for Miss Cleo. You know, call me now. That oh, woman. yeah. I remember Miss Cleo. Uh, the whole big... Victoria's Secret thing. You talk about fashion industry. Yeah. I don't know if that's where you got that. Uh, I just remember. Does. I mean, I'm, I've listened to your show, and I remember you. You've you know, occasion you'll mention that you had a client that was in the fashion industry, and blah blah blah. And I was like, so I threw that in there for fun. Yeah, Wexner, Wexner up in in Ohio. That was everybody. It sounds really sexy, but it's not. But that's kind of maybe that's. See, I, I, I could turn that into a, a thing. I could say, well, it sounds really sexy, Dave, to think that you worked with Victoria's Secret models. But let me tell you this, Dave: uh, those girls are just like the rest of us. They're getting judged all the time. You're too fat, skinny, tall, short, black, white, just like us as podcasters, Dave. And speaking of non-sexy, look at this. I'm in a closet. It's five by eight, forty square feet. I tricked it out. I put some foam in it, but it sounds great when you hear the final sound. You know, it's like. There's ways to do that. And I I thought of topics like that and I basically put it in a PDF. So it kind of has like, like I've tried out for VeggieTales, you know, <laughs> the talking parrots and that kind of thing. That's a funny story. But there's, there's things like that that you can do. You give them to a host and that host helps you to control your message that you want out there. But it's not so much like here are the questions and here's the bio and here's 10 questions. Because a lot of times what you'll have is a host that'll pull a John Lee Dumas and they'll just read the questions, and then what? And then what? Oh, man. And then what? And you can do that, but the issue is if you've got a fan and they listen to the more than one interview, it you're going to turn your fan off. Dave, I heard you mention this. Or can we, we, we're naming names, right? We're Why naming okay. names. Michael Hyatt, I heard you mention this when I was doing my prep for this show. You talked about Michael Hyatt. He said, man, you know, this guy's everywhere, and I really like him, but the question was, can you be overexposed? And you made the point that a lot of people want to interview Michael Hyatt and they ask the same questions. And I don't know if that's Michael Hyatt's doing or because we get into the point where you've done hundreds of interviews that a lot of episode prep that we do as host is from the previous interviews and it's just a lazy host. Like, oh, I'll just steal these questions and I know where he's going to go. And then the whole thing uh, it, it cycles upon itself and you just get more of that. And it's, it comes in as a, a one-dimensional interview that's done like 80,000 times. Yeah, Michael Hyatt is a, a guy that this is where we talk about if you ever want to change your topic or mess with your podcast. I loved his original podcast. It was him. A solo podcast. His solo podcast talking about marketing and content. Great. and It was great. And then he switched to a co-host who would then interview him. And it, it went from this wise sage um, giving me, you know, advice on how to, to make better podcast to now I'm sitting watching two people talk. It was still good content, but it wasn't quite the same. And then I'm not sure why, cause I still love his book. It's called uh platform, get uh, noticed in a noisy world. And I used to read yep. that once every year. I would just, it's a great a, book. Yeah. Yep. And then he kind of became the productivity guy. And, yep. and I, he even said like he, he wasn't comfortable doing a solo show. Uh, and he just, I'm, for whatever reason, he was like, yeah, I'm kind of done with the productivity or the, uh, the content stuff. He wanted to be known as a productivity guy. And, um, you know, every November it's, it's Michael Hyatt season. Cause he's talking about how you can have your best year ever. Yeah. 
and I was like, him out. They, they bring out like the fitness guy getting ready for the New Year's goals, and yeah. yeah. And I was always like, oh, cool. I, I love Michael Hyatt, and then it would be him talking about again productivity, having your best year. But that's not really what I want to hear Michael talk about. And that's not, you know, Michael doesn't want to talk about anymore what what I want to talk about. Well, Michael Hyatt is in a business of selling planners. So mm-hmm. if you think about that, he's going to put you on a subscription for every three months, you're going to get a planner to plan your life out. And if you're in that business, you obviously you want to talk about that. But I think, yeah, it's, it's an issue of, I mean, in a way it's controlling the message, but maybe it's a contr- controlling the message a little too much. But I, I hear you on the co-host thing. In some ways, co-hosting is great. This is fantastic, Dave. And somebody is more likely to listen to you and me than they would be just to me as a solo podcast or you as a solo podcast. That's one of the reasons why interview and co-hosted format podcasts get more downloads than a solo monologue show. But at the same time, you've got to have the great people. And you know this because I've heard you talk about Jim Cullison that Jim is your guy. So when you bring me in here, it's a different energy. And you and Jim can read each other like you can read each other in a band. You kind of know where you're going. And yeah. and it it's 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 you know, it's like a well worn pair of jeans. That's really nice, but you've got to set that up. And I'm not sure with Michael's new podcast, part of it is that I think he he brought in his daughter. And that's, you know, look, I get it. You're related to her, but is she the best person for the job? I'm not making any, I don't listen to that podcast, but I I think that's, that's like me doing a podcast with my wife. She didn't want to be there. And yeah, she's in the house, but is she the best person to to do a podcast with? Well, I, I used to listen to Michael Hyatt. And again, I'm not saying Michael is bad. I'm saying Michael switched gears. He pivoted and I'm no longer his target audience. And I'm sure he's doing great in the productivity space. And Ray Edwards was another wise sage guy that used to talk to me directly. And for a while he brought his son on. And what was interesting is they were obviously batch recording these and they would do callbacks to something that to them was like 10 minutes ago. But in reality it was three episodes ago yeah. And remember that? Yeah. And they're because they'd be like, oh, you owe me 20 bucks. And I'm like, why does he owe you $20? What? I didn't make. Yeah. So I think the son has now gone off to do whatever he's doing. But I, I saw those two guys as maybe trying to set their family up to take over the family business. I mean, I see. I, okay. So, all right. Let's talk about another financial guy who is in Nashville. Dave Ramsey's doing the same thing. I love Dave Ramsey. And Dave understands. Dave's probably 65 years old now. He is not an idiot, but he is the force driving that company. Yeah. He doesn't really trust people. You can look at the people that he has fired, 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 <laughs> that he's tried to bring in. It's like it hasn't worked out for him, right? The last guy, they just excommunicated. Have you seen that? When they fire somebody from Dave Ramsey, it's like a hostage video <laughs> where you're like, I have gone against the Ramsey credo and will be retiring. And I... Dave got like a gun. (laughs) You're going to do it. You're going to say, read the card. And he's bringing in his family and they probably wanted, they're like, Oh God, do we have to talk about baby steps? I've been listening to this growing up at the dinner table, but that's the only people that he trusts. And I I think it's something for us to ask as podcast host. It's like, we do it with friends. Like, Oh man, we've got a friend Uh, that can strain your relationship. It can certainly strain a personal relationship. Dave, you've done podcasts with, people you've been married to. Yeah, that and, didn't work out well. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like, I, sometimes we don't always bring in the best people. Right. Regardless of what reason that that is. And, and what what you're saying is, is true too. I mean, it's, um, 
we're unpacking a lot of stuff and, and we can do it. It's like, what happens when you get sick of talking about a topic and you want to pivot? I was in the music business for 20 years and I said, how am I going to get out of this? I was done with it, but I've got so much volume of stuff and I've still got a radio show. People know me as the music business guy. Some people, some people do not everybody now, well, not people in this world, but you did but, a nice transition. Cause you were like the music marketing guy. And then you went to like, okay, let's talk general marketing with a little bit of music in there. Uh, so now we're doing marketing. And all of a sudden there was a time when you're talking a little music marketing, a lot of general marketing. Oh, and then there's this new podcast thing. And then it, yeah, well, and then you, so you just slowly like, okay, now we're not going to talk much about music. Now we're going to talk general marketing with the red. Well, podcast. that's because I didn't know where I was going to go. We're <laughs> honest. I was like, I'm sick of making stupid people famous. I've done it. I felt like I was working in a factory. Yeah. And so I, did, I just didn't, I didn't know where I was going to go. Like, but it, it looks like it was genius now. Cause you're like, okay, it's still audience building. It's still spreading your message yeah. or whatever. But the actual plan when I got to red, like I said, that was Laurel's podcast. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll come on. And we, we did it over dinner. We're like, okay, red real entrepreneur development. That sounds great. <laughs> didn't really test it out. And I tried to make it what it was. But what my plan was is I was going to do three books. I was going to do a podcasting book. I was going to do a book about live events because I've produced 1,200 or so live events. I've done a lot of them. And I know about that from the music industry. And I was going to do a book about books, about how you can package yourself using radio books and live events to be your your own, whatever, a guru if you want to. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I like the podcasting thing so much, I just doubled down on it. There you go. I just went in, just never got into the other ones. Since you brought up that, that question, I'm going to, uh, this was a question that somebody sent in. He's in the yeah. chat room. There you go. Andreas, we're, we're doing your question. He yeah. asked this, and this is where I got this. I don't normally do this, but after doing this, I might do this. He threw this in the chat uh, a couple weeks ago and I was watching the chat and I was like, Oh, we never answered his question. So I pulled it out and put it here. So he says, do you think any podcast can be turned into a book or would it be better to write a book and then use it to create content? Ooh, that is well, a good you, question. You, you could do either one. And I, I, I think that, well, let's say, let's say, so, so he is, and I, 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 I'm sorry, I don't even, I, I read that it's Andreas is how we say his name. Uh, that's how you know? I'm saying it. So I don't know if that's Andreas, correct. So if we're messing up your name, let us know in the chat because yeah. I've been, I've been wondering, I, I've actually, I was going to do a podcast. He asked me why don't I mention music anymore? What I tried to do is I tried to bring in those stories from the music business mm. and make them podcasting related. So when you think about that, when you're coming out with a book, can any podcast or any experience be made into a book? The answer is Yes. But it has to have that topic that Dave and I talked about earlier with an interview. It has to be have a focus. It can't just be like a general book. Like a general marketing book is going to get lost. So you need to bring in your experience just like you would with a podcast. And what I realized and why I started double, doubling down, I still tell these Casey Kasem stories, music business stories, that kind of thing, is because it brings in like a little bit of flair that nobody else has. And I know a lot of stuff. Like when Dave was playing that Triumph song, how many people would have logged into your to your chat, Dave. Is that triumph? Is that fight the good fight? It's like, you know what I mean? It's like, this is a 1980s Canadian metal band. And I'm trying to bring something that nobody else can bring to the table. And I think everybody's got that. It's not just me. It's just, we've all got our life experiences and let's do it. Not get into failure porn or something like that, but bring in, it's, it's almost like a unique combination. It's like, I have music and I have I'm a liberal guy who grew up. My first job was working gun shows and I have experience behind a mic. So how can I put these things together and talk about 
whatever, you know, like what's that unique combination that I bring to the table? That's it. What what makes you, because I hear so many shows and if you're doing this show, by all means, if you're having fun, do it. But when I, go. when I hear the, I'm interviewing interesting people with interesting yes. stories to empower yes. and inspire. Yes. I I'm just want to motivate people, Dave. Yeah. And I, I, and I, but the, the thing I'm thinking that we're missing is the, so that you can like, what's in it. Like, I understand that the, the listener is going to be inspired and empowered and motivated so they can blank. Cause if you, if you added that so that you can be a better cyclist so that you can be a better parent so that you can be, but if it's just like, Hey, I'm in, that was a great story. I'm empowered and inspired. And again, nothing wrong with that. I just, I think I'm weird. I don't need inspired or empowered. I get inspired. You don't need motivation and inspiration. Yeah. And, and the reality is when you're writing that book, for example, when it's you with your butt in the chair, it's still just you and your butt in the chair. Dave's right. not here. And it doesn't matter that Dave has done it. It matters. Can I do it? So um, I don't know that people need motivation, and inspiration. I, I think that we've got it. I think there's other things that are standing in our way. Dave's and not here, man. So that's a really <laughs> old reference. Uh you know what inspires me, Dave? See, but you know, but, but hey, but Dave, you know that though. You know that. <laughs> and I think for somebody who's, you know, in our age group, middle age, I hope it's middle age. Yeah. I hope I'm not on the final <laughs> 15 The back minutes. nine, yeah. Right, back nine, baby. But, um, you know, I, th- I think that people say like, uh, you and I know Zeta Christian. Mm-hmm. Zeta Christian's 74 years old right now. And look, let's make age that thing. We'll call you the oldest podcaster that there is. Build this podcast, you know. Uh, She's up there. Let, let's, but let's emphasize that because there are a lot of people. This is what I learned in the music industry. Like all these folkies that we put on the road, they're just man. There's just nothing for me anymore. Everybody just wants to be, you know, young country. But the, the hell, there's not. There's still fifty year olds going out to shows, and yeah. they don't want to get drunk and get on pedal taverns and whatever. I mean, there there is a place for you, and I think that's the great thing about podcasting. So let's emphasize that. If you're older, if you've got some kind of specific thing, do it. Yeah. My brother, so, so but, but, but yeah, it could be, you could do this to a book too, to take it back to Andre's question. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, the thing, and Dave, you can probably agree with this. The fun thing about writing a book, you think the hard part is writing the book and that's not easy, but for me, at least the hard part of a book is it's like a podcast. You record the podcast. Now I got to get people to listen to it with a book. Okay. The book is done. You're like, Phew. All right, that's done. You're like, nope, now you got to get people to read it. And that Well, takes- there's that, and there's a lot of podcasting parallels. The The podcast you start is not the one you end up with. <laughs> that's true. The book you start, definitely not the one that you end up with. And you've got to get good at editing. This is one of the, the podcasting skills that will help you to do a book. If you've already got a podcast, I hope you're good at editing by now. You should be editing. But that uh, the big podcast book, which is 93,000 words, I think. I think it, it was eventually, uh, it was 120,000 words. I had to cut. 25,000 words out of it. Yeah, it's big. It is a big book. And um, <laughs> yeah. now, the new one's not a pamphlet by any means, but you can see no. where the, yeah. the new one is. Whole, it's. I keep it by my bed that way in case somebody breaks in. I just, you know, it's a weapon Look, as well. I was well. thankful when I had to record the audio book. I, I was like, <laughs> oh, thank God. Thank God. Because uh, talk <laughs> about something that's a hard part of the process. You, you would think podcasters would be great at doing audio books. The problem is I'm so used to, my skill is looking at notes and taking a sentence and riffing on it. Mm. I have a hard time sticking to the script for 10 hours. Yeah. I started recording my audio book and that was the first thing I said. I said, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm basing this on the book 
but I just decided I was going to do the Gary V. I don't know if you've ever listened. Dude, I, okay, see, but that's perfect though. That's you bringing your personality to it, and that's yeah. what we all need to be doing. There's nothing wrong with that as long as it's organized. Yeah, because Gary V. If you listen to, I think it's punch, punch, jab, jab, something, whatever it was, and he is almost off script more than he's on. Because that yeah. was I started. That was the first time I've ever got into Gary V. And he's like halfway through his first chapter. And he's like, all right, hold on, because a lot's changed since I wrote this. But then I was like, wait, what? What is he doing? And he's like, all right, let's get back to the book. Um, Kevin Hart is another guy. He wrote a book that is just hilarious because he's he's just cracking jokes. He's making fun of himself as he's reading his own book. So that's well, that's something I used to love about your podcast is you would interrupt interviews after the fact during the edit. (laughs) It was like snarky Dave would come in. I was like, oh God, this guy, this is hilarious. And I've never seen anybody do that. But I think like if we can all find our own version of that, yeah. like people, one of the things that is most popular about my audio book, I've had so many people comment like, man, it's, it's hilarious how you laugh at your own jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I just left them in, you know, I just, yeah. I just left the laughter in because we talk about bringing that humanity to people. You don't want to be that polished guy. Like I've had other audio books that I've had other people voice. And they're yeah. like, hello, this is the book by David Hooper. <laughs> Antwoord Media presents. Yeah. You know, it's like that kind of thing. It's like, oh God, let's bring personality to it. And that's what we have the opportunity to do. And, and anything that we do with podcasting and that's coming in with your background, the combination of your background. If, if you're snarky like Dave and you want to interrupt those interviews after the fact, you need to do that more often, Dave. That was so funny. Yeah, it's funny. When you said that, it's like, yeah, I haven't done that in a while. Usually what, oh, yeah. it, what it yeah. was, was me. I just want to make sure that the audience heard what I heard. Like somebody would just drop some gold and I'd be like, Oh, did you hear what they just like? This is what it was. Okay. Back to the interview kind of thing. And and yeah, I re I didn't realize it at the time till later that like, you're not supposed to do that. Like, don't make it all about you and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's rude rude to interrupt the flow. And I was like, I'm just trying to help people make sure they didn't miss the point. I talk about this and this is hilarious because we had this conversation before we got on, but uh, this is in my book, uh, Chet Atkins. Mm. Chet Atkins could play two guitar parts at once. Yes. And the reason he does that is because he was listening to two guitarists that he thought was one guitarist. You mentioned the song that you thought it was one guitarist, but it's actually two guitarists as well, Dave, because you just heard the album. Yeah. And it's like, we are hearing this stuff and and sometimes not having all that information can lead to great innovation. And I I love it that, you know, you did it, didn't know you weren't supposed to do it, and you still did it. That's why there are no hard and fast rules, but at the same time, the best practices that you talk about. And I, I think that, you know, common sense comes in there, but also let's make it fun. You're not going to mess it up. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but uh, I mean, well, I mean, you know, within reason. <laughs> yeah. Some people might. Yeah. There's, it, there's it, always a first. <laughs> Well, but, but it's a bigger mistake for you to be boring and yeah. just copy the exact same thing and say, I'm going to interview exciting entrepreneurs. Like, yeah, you and the last, last 10 people I talked about in this networking group. Great. Yeah. You know, you got pregnant as a teenager. Okay. Yeah. It, it, half of America did, you know, it's like, that's not sometimes what we think about. It's like, I talked about the book. Sometimes why people like a book is not why I thought they would like the book. And sometimes what people like about us is not what we would, would think that it is yeah. or hate about us. Yeah, well, well, don't love me that I'm rich. I'm just inspiring people. Well, speaking of the book, there it is. Again, uh, you can find Dave at bigpodcast.com. And we do want to take a second to thank my awesome supporters. If you'd like to be an awesome supporter, go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. And uh, people like James over at the dog podcast. Um, Nope, that's not it. Although you did say that. Dave just said this. So we'll let Glenn sneak in here. Don't be boring. And you know who's not boring? Uh, James. (laughs) 
<laughs> over at the Dog Podcast Network. Dave, you have one, two dogs. How many dogs you got going now? I got one dog. All right. Yeah, so, so if you need Parker something, if you need something to listen to while you're walking Parker around the block, uh, go over to the Dog Podcast Network. They've got short shows and long shows and everything. Dog is there at dogpodcastnetwork.com. And uh, ask the podcast coach runs on pod page. If uh, the last uh, website I made using this, it took me 10 minutes and I was done. It was awesome. Check it out. Yep. Trypodpage.com. Uh, Jim's not here. Jim's not here, man. Uh, if you need more Jim, go to uh, theaverageguy.tv and uh, check out his back catalog. And when you think podcasting, think school of podcasting. And uh, again, if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. So, um, and this is where I normally have a, a thing ready to go, except I don't. Um, well, that, how fun is live radio though, and live broadcasting because of that? Well, that's that's I guess yeah, that's, I mean, you, I mean, you got to be prepared, but you know sometimes these little mistakes, it's, it's you're showing your humanity, Dave. There is that what I'm doing? Ask that one T or two. Yeah. Uh, here's one. I, I just, oh, well, here we can show this. You haven't seen this yet. Probably speaking of sharing my screen on a audio podcast, this is podcaststudiopro.com. It's from a guy I've seen it. and it's, yep. it's, it looks a lot like Trello, but what I use it for is I have, we're looking at the notes section. And so today we took, uh, Andres's question here. And if I, put down episodes. I think, I don't know what episode we're on, but we'll say we're on episode four. I can just drag this over to episode four, hold my mouse over it and just say, yep, we use that question. So it's pretty, And you're using this to plan out this episode. Yeah. So I've got a bunch of things here that we could talk about. That's when uh, I said, Oh, I normally have something here. And I was like, Oh, I need, I need to fire up my uh, podcast studio pro. So um, yeah, this thing is, he sent me a copy of it mm -hmm. and this is like if you're familiar with doing note cards to plan out a book or to plan out a commercial, what we call maybe a treatment. Yeah. If you're trying to sell something, say this is what it's going to be. You're going to go to this. And uh, it's it's very cool. I think that it would be really it's great for like I always use like an outliner, like Omni outline mm -hmm. in my episodes because I'm just working from bullet points. But if you were to do something like a documentary, I think this is fantastic. If you're where the narrator comes in here and does this, I mean, because you can color code everything. You can have multiple people look at something. It's almost like being in a writer's room for a, you know, a sitcom or whatever. I mean, I'm sure Saturday Night Live, they're starting the week out doing something just like this. Well, that's actually where it came from. The guy, the, the original version of this was, I think, Writer's Room Pro. And yeah. this guy's in New York and he has shows that you've heard of that use that to plan their show. And he just took it and turn it into a, a podcast thing. So I've been playing with it. I, I, for me, especially like my Akron podcast, I'll take a couple new spots and put it in the notes section. And then when it's ready to do an episode, I look at the notes and if it's still, if I still find it interesting, then I'll throw it into uh, the podcast. I need See, to, that's what I do with my newsletter. I've got basically like a big bucket. When I see something, I clip it. I've got in the bucket. Okay. The new newsletter is going to come out. And I just basically look through it and I try to add commentary to it. I think that kind of thing is super helpful. Some Evernote does it. A lot of different web clippers out there that'll do it. And then if you can organize on top of that, it's amazing. We do have a question in the, the chat room. Kevin is asking, discuss the differences in the Roadcaster 1 versus Roadcaster 2. I've actually got a video on that on my YouTube channel. Um, here's the thing. It, this is one of those hard questions to ask because if somebody says... Is it worth it? 
Well, it's seven hundred dollars. How much is it going to hurt for you to spend seven hundred dollars? If you're like, I got that in my couch cushions right here. I don't know why that person's southern, but he always is. Uh, you know, well, come on, yeah, because that guy's rich. He's in oil. That's what it is. It's yeah. an oil guy. Uh, well, we also spend money on stupid stuff down here. So yeah. <laughs> So no, not the Rocasters, but hey, is Rocaster one still available though, Dave? Yeah, it is, is it? and it's a great. So you can so you can get either one of these. You can decide one or two. Yeah, and so for me, okay. the one wasn't bad. I didn't even use. I think I finally used a cloud lifter, but that's because I got the SM7B. When I wasn't using the SM7B, it worked fine. Um, yeah. Most of us don't need the fun little, you know, uh, sound effects if you're doing live streaming. You know, okay, maybe, but it's just one of those things where is the two so much better that I need to drop it? I, I don't even know that you even need the one. Yeah, for most people, I, I I think that if you're doing a solo podcast, like for from I'm going into a focus Scarlet. Well, I I can tell you the whole chain. One, I'm going into a cloud lifter to give it a boost. Mm-hmm. I've got AT twenty uh, BP forty mic, which is the Audio Technica broadcast mic. I'm going into a DBX two eighty six goes into the scarlet goes straight into a computer there are no fancy buttons there's a compression there's a noise gate there's that kind of thing but to me that all the, the bells and whistles of the roadcaster pro uh how much is the roadcaster pro seven hundred dollars the first one is i believe now six so the so. stuff that i mentioned is probably seven hundred dollars combined maybe it's a little over it could be closer to a thousand but that's got a broadcast quality mic that's got the compression that's i don't know that most people need it is my point yeah because, because like the sound pads and stuff um i mean how do you even use it dave use it for live streaming i use it for like right now we've got our music right we've got the coffee pour we've got the music right. uh we've got glenn you know um don't be boring right uh nobody will punch you in the face got uh, yes probably in here too um <laughs> if if we if i run across somebody if somebody brings up anchor it's gonna be and now it's time for a power rant. You know, so I've got a couple of those, you know. Uh, for streaming, it's great, and it probably helps with editing. But the problem is with anything that you're going to put on tape, it's there permanently. And if it comes on too loud, you might have to Like that just did? Yeah. So yeah. no one will punch you in the face. Yeah, we've got all there the classics go. here, you know. There we go. Um, for streaming, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I. Oh, here it is. So if somebody says hi, old PR 40, we're, you know, now I can add all those in post for me. Like you mentioned the zoom pod track before does everything the roadcaster does without the processing, which you can add in later with a $40 plug-in. So you know. is that what you do your processing after the fact? Like you didn't a lot like, so DBX 286 S. So for podcasting, I, I run through that, but when I'm doing an audiobook, I just go naked raw track straight into the right. You know, I want more flexibility. And I think you use Shep's Omni channel. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, it's, I, it's fine. I, and I use that. So I have processing on now because I have a noise gate because my air conditioning is going to pop on. Um, that helps. And I do a little bit, but I don't. Uh, processing is one of those things where, like, you, I remember when I first got the Roadcaster Pro 1 and I found the big bottom button and turned that thing up to 11. And people are like, um, you're jarring my feelings out of my teeth with the bass. Can you kind of, you know, Vibration. back it down a bit? Yeah. 
<laughs> so you can, I, I found a little bit will we'll get you where you need to go and you don't have to go. Uh, I, I think a lot of new podcasters, it's almost like, Dave, when I started playing guitar, were you this way? Will you just crank the reverb? You're like, man, it sounds so good. <laughs> and it sounds like you're in like a, a Grand cave. Canyon. Yeah. Yeah. Or the distortion. You just turned up to 10. And I, th- I think a lot of podcasters do that with the FM radio. They love to get close to the mic and they look at, you know, it's like, yeah, I get it. It's almost like an Instagram filter though, that sometimes like we go, way- I, I've seen people with Instagram filters, like on literally on CNN and it's like whoo, airbrushed. Looks like yeah. Kim Kardashian or something all of a sudden. It's like, dude, you don't look like that. It's yeah. Um, sometimes I, I think people have to get used to their own voice and then, uh, absolutely. you know, so I, I would, so I'd say no, it's not worth the money. Yeah, I'd look at other things. It's Dave, not bad, but it's not you know. Yeah, Dave says there's uh, there's an app called Backpack Studio. Yep, you can so yeah. you could you basically get the um, the Vocaster from uh, Focusrite. Plug your phone in. There's your there's your smart pads. Uh, you're not going to be able to make a phone call now, but you could do that. And you know you've got the the 70 dB again. You've got uh, they have the thing where you can add a little bit of. Uh, uh, processing to it. And I just heard Dan from focus right on another show and they're going to make that much more customizable in the future. So if you want to add a little more bass, instead of just having a preset, you'll kind of be able to make your own, but I'm, I, it's funny because like I bought the roadcaster too, because I'm the guy from the school of podcasting. And I knew people were going to ask questions about it, but if I wasn't, they really should give you one day. <laughs> they did on the first one. I don't know who I, okay. I don't know who I upset over that. I didn't get a second one. Maybe they're like, look, one's enough. Like buy your own kid. Well, there, well, there's there's ethics involved, though, right? When yeah. you get something for free, you're going to talk about it a little bit differently. So a little bit, yeah. yeah like I, I, I sent my vocaster back. Yeah, that's that was just that's usually the deal with any kind of equipment. Well, uh, usually, I know something we could talk about here because we've got about another twenty minutes. And you had asked this question, so this is a Dave Hooper question. I was playing with Buzzsprout ads, and this is not a Buzzsprout thing. It, and it dawned on me because I, I did this whole thing where I, I tracked, I was sending people to a page where people could subscribe and I went in and looked and I didn't really get any subscribers. I didn't really see any increase in downloads. So it wasn't a complete waste of money, but it was pretty close to it. And again, that's not a crack on Buzzsprout. It was a crack on my ad. And Dave's like, Oh, can we hear the ad? And I never, I never put that out there. So this was the, and you have it on a sound pad. I hope and right? I have it on a sound pad. So this was yeah, segue. So I I'm working on buzzsprout ads. I'm like, Oh, I want to play with this. It's new. It's fun. It's shiny, but Oh, I need an ad. Okay. So I grabbed my theme music and I said this, the school of podcasting with Dave Jackson. School of podcasting.com slash subscribe is where you're going to find me, Dave Jackson, a 17 year podcast veteran and member of the podcasters hall of fame, sharing insights on how to plan, launch and grow your podcast. If you're looking to monetize your show, yep, we hit on that too. It's all there. School of podcasting.com slash subscribe school of podcasting.com slash subscribe. Thanks for listening. Now back to your episode. And that you, was it. You want know what I, you want to know what I would do? Yeah. By the way, it should be noted for you guys not on a video that Dave fell asleep to his own commercial. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> had I had to wait. I had to arouse him. I was like, Whoa. not not arouse. It's over, Dave. You can wake up. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So shake him. Um, you, it was kind of an after afterthought. You're like, oh, by the way, if you want to monetize, we can help you with that. Yeah. I would have probably led with that. I said, look. Broke ass podcaster. 
You want to make money for all this work that you're doing, pay for that roadcaster too. Well, let me tell you how to do it. <laughs> School of podcasting.com slash subscribe. I'm Dave Jackson. I've been doing this for 17 years. So I know a little bit something about this. Make sure, you know, whatever. Yeah. And give me, give me the call to action. But I think that that would be the, like, the real pain point. Um, I, I love the jingle though. That's actually how I sell, sold music business radio. That's the story behind that. And that I took a jingle and I, gave it to the program director and he had it in his mind's eye like, Ooh, this is like old school radio. And sometimes I think music, music can really put you in the moment of getting somebody, you know, it can break, it can break the monotony of whatever show that you're going to be on. Cause Buzzsprout, if I'm right about this, do you pick where they put your ads or no, what happens is you, you say, here's my show and you type in the name of your show. And I believe they're looking up in, in Apple. And so Apple says, oh, Dave's in the the business category and technology. And so that's what you're, so if you want to be in a different category, you better change it in your feed first. And so you're like, okay, here's my money. And it's like, okay, we're going to submit this to people. And they basically, I think by the end there were, I don't know how many shows, but you you can see where, you know, you had, uh, I think it was 5,000 downloads and you're like, Hey, you're 14% through your thing. And here are the shows that, and what I, I I told them. So so they told, they did tell you the show though, Dave. Yeah. what's weird is after, after the fact. Yeah. After the fact. And what I told them, what I was kind of bummed about is when the, uh, when it's over, when you've gone through your 5,000 downloads, you can't see those shows. And I kind of maybe see why, because it would be really easy for me to then approach them directly and cut the cut Buzzsprout yeah, out. But, oh God. But dude, so how much CPM are you paying for that? Do it you know? was $20 per 5,000, 10. Oh, see, I need to, um, Oh, I forget. Uh, here so we it was twenty dollars for ten thousand. That's like what? That's two dollars CPM. Is that right? Yeah, it's. Um, here we go. I'm on their their page here. Let me share my screen. It says if you go to buzzsprout.com/ads, uh, that will get you there. Why can I not get back to the screen before I'm hitting the back button? Okay, that's confusing. Here we go. Uh, Five thousand downloads for a hundred bucks. So it's twenty dollars CPM. Uh, I mean, there's a, I don't like not having control over where my ads go. Yeah. That was, that was my whole thing. Like, I, I get, of the, cause the, the podcaster gets to say yes or not. They, if they want me, I was hoping to get a, okay, yes, I want my show there. Uh, because some of them were great. Like it was on the buzz. Uh, yeah. See, this is my ad is finished. I was on 22 different podcasts, but I don't know who it was. And you can see where I was in the business marketing and technology. um, And you can pick if you're trying to target different sexes and things of this nature. This seems to me like something that's really sexy. And it seems like an easy one click solution for them to sell to people and they can sell to both ends of it. Like, Hey, make money with your podcast. Remember those anchor ads, like anchor will, we'll give you a sponsor that only ended up being anchor. And I mean, there's some things that just don't, they don't work. And I think it's because you can't, you can't bring in stories and you can't bring in connection and you can't bring in, and I can, we can really go down this. If you want me to give you something controversial, I can, I can give you something right now. Okay. (laughs) This is something sort of related. So you tell me if you think that I'm hijacking this, but there was something that just came out, this podcast voices help or whatever this is about doing a pre-roll for uh, Roe versus Wade. And as I mentioned, I'm Southern guy, liberal guy. I'm, I'm 100% for that. The problem is, is that 
it's not connecting the listener to you as a person. It's you reading somebody else's script. Yeah. And it's like, please, we have need to get healthcare for people. It's a hostage video again. <laughs> it's going to be so much more effective if you actually want to make change in the world for you to tell somebody your story. You know, hey, when I was 16, I got a girl pregnant and we didn't know what that we were going to do. It was really scary because I'm a sophomore in high school making 335 asking, you know, <laughs> scooping ice cream, Baskin Robbins. And I had no skills. I didn't, you know what I mean? That's a story that's going to immediately get you in. You're like, oh, what happened? What happened? This is why I think we need healthcare. That's so much more powerful. And the same thing for your ad and the same thing for any kind of connection that you've got with, with somebody, like just having a random ad. I, I don't, I, I would pay you, Dave, I'm going to pay you more than 20 bucks to get a thousand people because I, I'm like, I want the endorsement from you. I want you talking about me. I don't want to just talk about myself. I think there's so much more powerful ways for you to do advertising than a random spray or prey on the business category. Yeah. Like, what's in there? What, I don't know if it's, um, I mean, what is it? Is it, is it like, hey, Patriots, here's how to uh, <laughs> stock up food and, and make sure that you don't run out of business when the nuclear holocaust comes. I mean, it's like... Yeah, you never know who you're... Dude, yeah, you don't want to have those kind of associations in, unless it's something that connects with you. Well, and that brings up the whole fun thing. Um, if you hear... I just listened to uh, Podcasting 2.0 with uh, Adam Curry, and a lot of times that stuff is way over my head because they're digging into the code and all sorts of stuff. But he did one on networks and he goes, look, I'm here to tell you, he goes, I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm here to say that they spent, I think he said $60,000 trying to advertise on Mevio and Podshow. And he goes for it to work. Everybody has to make super safe shows and super safe shows are well to, uh, you know, get Glenn back in the game. Um, Don't be boring. They're boring, (laughs) you know, and he goes, so advertising changes you. Yeah. And so he was like. You know, he goes, that's why you can't monetize a network. He goes, you, you might be able to if it's all the same topic. And he goes, he goes, but for the record, he goes, you know, advertisers are looking for brand safe and brand safe is boring. And I was like, well, there's a guy that's got some insights. So we'll we'll see. Well, OK, so, yeah, this is the reason that if, if we're going to just let's just dive into here. You know, yeah. Elon Musk, if Elon Musk had just let Twitter just be like whatever it was going to be just like it's a free for all man free speech look free speech does not work for advertising because you just it comes in it turns into 4chan nobody's going (laughs) to this is go to Pornhub and see who's advertising on Pornhub (laughs) it's you just get more of it right (laughs) and that's just the God God's honest truth to it It, it's just like we it's not what I'm going to be sharing my screen on let's see what happens no (laughs) yeah go go to Pornhub go to porn yeah I've got I've got it I've got this funny meme called Podhub by the way this is a side note okay it says, uh, it said RE20 gets drunk and does a podcast without a pop filter. It's got <laughs> okay. Pod hub. Thank you. That's where I came in <laughs> anyway, but, but nobody wants to, you don't want, you don't want association like that. And I think we're, we're really concerned with association right now because people can say the wrong thing. Yeah. I mean, even by me saying, coming out, talking about that pod voice is saying, it's not like it's a bad thing. But, you know, that's probably going to make somebody mad. What are you talking about? You're not. No, 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 no. I'm telling you to share your story about it. Don't just read a random hostage message. Let's bring our personalities into it and let's connect with people that are like us so we can attract people that are like us because we're not for everybody. And the random spray and pray, I'd love to be able to press a button. Boop, bring me more sales. Boop, make this video go viral. Boop, make me have an FM radio voice and be great on camera. But it's just, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. 
the one in, in, you know, you put your $20 for thousand downloads. And again, that's kind of in the ballpark for CPM right now. But the question not is not for me, not for me though. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't know what you're getting for CPM, but I get $200 for CPM per my podcast per CPM. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's because I do a deal differently. Yeah. And we can talk about how I do that. But when you come to me, you're getting an endorsement from me. You're, you're buying me. Uh, you're not only getting me reading your ad, but you have the use for that ad. If you want to use it in your advertising, you're it's, it ends up being about $200 CPM. Nice. But, um, but that's why people are, people are, you're charging for the wrong thing. I mean, don't, don't neglect the value that you've got. Yeah. We talk, take it back to Zeta Christian. Zeta Christian's got a podcast called My Spouse Has Dementia. Yeah. She's a woman who's been through it. She's telling these heartfelt stories. If you've got some kind of uh, care program, some kind of, I don't, I don't know what it would be, some, some kind of something right. to help people in that situation, you want Zeta, you know, reading your ad. You don't want me coming in, uh, hello, everyone, not, not being like, uh, my name is David, I'm a podcaster, but I'm here to talk to you about dementia. You don't want that. You <laughs> yeah. want her reading, and they're going to pay more for her. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, it's, it'll be... I just worry because I, and you've got the radio background. Um, there's a great uh, movie. It's a documentary on Amazon called uh, corporate.fm. And, yeah. they, and they show how everything was consolidated. And yeah. when things get consolidated, you get less choices. You get less options. Um, I know this week. Well, it's, not, it's not local anymore. Yeah. Like when I, when I was growing up and look, I'm in a, I'm still in the same neighborhood, more or less, that I grew up in. It's a gentrified neighborhood, though. My parents had a $35,000 house when I was growing up in the 70s. Down the street was a guy who owned a radio station. Mm. He lived in a similarly priced house. He owned a radio station. That would not happen today. Right. The, the FCC certificate that lets my station broadcast is worth $20 million last time I checked, and that was probably 10 years ago. That's the certificate. That's a piece of paper for you to have a license to broadcast. That's how much money it costs. So yeah, it's totally changed. Jeez. Can't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous, right? And so when I see everybody going, oh, the next thing that we need is more ads. I'm like, I'm not quite sure that's what's going to save. Not the A, podcasting needs saved in the first place. I just worry that as we make it easier and easier to add ads to podcasts, that we're just going to... I Right now... Um, there's a bunch of stuff going on in, in Cleveland with our football team and I'm not a big sports guy, but I'm just dying to hear what's going to happen. Cause we, we hired a, a quarterback, paid him more money than anybody in football. And when we hired him, he had 24 cases against him for inappropriate. Um, he, let's just say this. He has a, a, a really bad back cause he goes to mis- like massage parlors on a regular basis. And he's, yeah. yeah. And so I'm dying to hear what's going to happen to this guy. So I will walk into my kitchen. I will ask the woman in the tube from Amazon to play the local sports station to see what's up. And I'm here to tell you nine times out of 10, it's an ad for shady rays. And right now I hate shady rays <laughs> because it's I've always, it it's a shady rays commercial. And I almost yeah. thought for a second that they had it programmed that if you used your smart speaker, it would play an ad first. That's not happening. It's just that every time I turn on the radio, it's a, it's an ad. And I was like, and it's many times, many minutes of ads. And I was like, I don't want this to be podcasting. I understand. Well, that. it's, it's remnant space. Yeah. And I think it's, it's a, it's a race to the bottom. Like I know guys that literally have five or six ads. I'm like, dude, that's a lot of ads. He goes, yeah, well I figured that it, uh, they did the math on it. It's like, it, it doesn't make me lose an audience, 
to put another ad in there and I'm making, you know, thousand dollars per ad. So I might as well do it. And we've seen this like, uh, Tim Ferriss does this and yeah. Gary V and all these guys. And they just, they throw a ton of ads cause people skip them. So that makes the value even less, but right. the way to do it is going to be a branded podcast. But I agree with you. Like people want local and especially now with the internet. And I'm not ever going to find anybody who's really engaged in, in Cleveland who grew up there and who knows about, you know, never winning or whatever the, Whole, the tomahawk chop and that kind of whole <laughs> controversy. I mean, you want to have a local, yeah, in there who can who can who knows you know like insiders. Well, not just uh, Jack FM or something. They keep there's this guy named Kenny Maine, I think it's his name, and they say like I'm supposed to know who Kenny Maine is. You may any, I yeah, I think, and he's like Kenny's got a new podcast on Odyssey, and he was there to promote it. And he's like, well, we're going to be talking sports. And somebody kind of asked him, like, well, what's going to be different about the podcast? And his answer was going to be, it's longer, longer interviews. Well, that's one difference. And I was like, yes, yeah, it's going deeper. It was just interesting that, like, here's a guy, you like, he knew he was coming on to talk about his podcast. And I was just like, wow, somebody needs to give Kenny some media training. Cause that's the best you can do. Yeah. I was like, your answer was, well, it's longer. And then he's not going to well, be, it's going to be talking sports, but also like he inter like today he interviewed Christopher guest from spinal tap. And I was like, uh, okay. So it's not just, it was just weird to hear. Uh, well, so let's, let's talk about the, cause I know that we're running out of time here, yeah. but let's, let's talk about the opportunities. One, it's going to be the branded branded podcasts that are really hyper local or hyper yep. niched out. The uh, opportunity for people like you and me, it's not only there, but the fact that we can do long form content because you got these kids coming up and they're great for a 30 second TikTok, but <laughs> 31 seconds, it's like, you lost I'm me. I'm out. Yeah. But so it's not everybody. People say, well, not as many people. I, I got a billion views on my TikTok. It's like, well, hell, they watched 50,000 videos in the last hour. And that's how you're getting a billion views. Nobody's sticking around. Right. The opportunity is long form content. It's hyper niche content. It's hyper local content. Local, local. I know you've done this with like a local Akron podcast. I had a podcast just from my neighborhood yeah, and started that. testing these things out. Yeah, man, because I wanted to try it out, but it was great. I mean, we had p complete penetration of the neighborhood and I don't remember the exact numbers now, but it was the kind of thing, like if you're a local coffee shop, are you going to pay me that $200, $300 CPM or are you going to go pay $20 on Buzzsprout? Think about that. And for a local five minute podcast, it just tells you, hey, there's traffic on 10th Avenue today or whatever, there's construction, be safe. And this house is for sale from a local realtor. If you want to own a neighborhood, that's the way to do it. Well, I'm not going to Buzzsprout. I had a guy that he was in Facebook and originally he said he was going to start a podcast about his bowling league. And I was kind of like, Ugh, really? Because I, I, I'm picturing that guy then turning around and going, how can I make money with this? But on the other hand, if you look at that as a hyper, hyper local podcast and you interviewed all the people on the other teams you'd end up with this cool little baby community uh, and you might yeah. actually get some free bowling out of it. Um, so. it's, it's a hyper niche. But I'll tell you the bowling is the number one participatory sport in the United States. Did you know this? I did not know that. And I'll tell you why it's because a guy can go in there and eat fried cheese and smoke <laughs> cigarettes and still be an athlete. <laughs> People love bowling. You're not going to see them because they're always in bowling leagues, but you know, they're, yeah, that that's a niche in a number of ways and stuff, yeah. something like uh, AMF and um, corporate bowling and all these other type plays. I mean, it's, there's a lot of money in bowling and you could, you could definitely, yeah, they're probably pretty easy to get to. 
Yeah. I would think just go down to the local league and just stick a mic in front of their face. <laughs> That's it. I, I don't know about just your team. Just your team has its own podcast, but maybe. I mean, they're they're. I can see going the every league week or yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're in see, you're in Akron, right? Because yeah. it's colder there, so bowling is going to be more popular in places like where you are than where I am. Yeah, absolutely. So good old Southerners, we're out, you know, outside and stuff, riding your bike, surfing. We shoot we shoot, shoot the pins. We don't have a ball. We just. <laughs> Take them out back. A little target yeah. practice. Yeah, we use a target practice down here. Excellent. Well, Mr. Hooper, thank you so much for uh, keeping the chair warm there for, for Jim. Jim, as far as I know, we'll be back next week. We'll, we'll you know, tune in next week to find out. But uh, find Dave over at bigpodcast.com. Go to Amazon, type in David Hooper, and uh, check out all of his books. They're all great. And, yeah, that book is 99 cents now. And if you do get it, I'd appreciate a review, by the way. Authors, same thing as podcasters. That, that helps us a lot. Yeah, and, and, and in that case, it actually proof. does help you get found, I think. there's Well, there's, it's, it's the social proof and, and just ego. Yeah. And uh, that we'll, we'll say that. Let's, be, let's call it that, ego. I can't let uh, Dave Jackson have more reviews than me. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But uh, thanks again to our awesome supporters. Go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. Check out Mark at podcastbranding.co and Dan at basedonatruestorypodcast.com and James at the Dog Podcast Network. We are here every Saturday morning. Uh, 1030 a.m. Eastern to do Ask the Podcast Coach at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And this is like live radio because I'm running out of things to say and I need about another 10 seconds for this to get up so I can slide. I'm stretching it out and we're almost to the point where I can slide up this fader. Here it is. David Hooper in Nashville. It's David Jackson in Akron, Ohio. We're out. See you next time. (laughs) 